Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unboxed where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend this service and use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash NordVPN to get started today. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Chromecast. Uh, my name is Joe Humphrey and I'm joined today by Gabriel Bringers and Robbie Payne. We are Chrome Unboxed. So today we're going to uh, dig into a couple things, uh, but but the first thing we wanted to talk about, um, and we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, some of the changes that are coming to Chrome Unboxed and some of the things we're going to start doing. As part of that, we are working on a uh, intro video that's going to be posted on our YouTube channel. So if you aren't already subscribed and following us there, um, you can just go and search Chrome Unbox. It's youtube.com forward slash Chrome Unbox. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to make some coffee. So Robbie's Robbie's going to make coffee. Let's let's. Uh, we're going to watch Robbie. We're going to watch Robbie make us coffee. And it's then enjoy great. And then we're gonna the coffee it. that's made for the video. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freshly, Honestly, you all roasted. probably don't want to watch it at all, but we're going to get coffee and that's all that matters. So. Freshly roasted. So yes. little known fact, we roast our own coffee. We go that far. And I'll be honest with you, if if uh, we didn't live in Kentucky, I'd grow my own coffee beans. Like 100% I'd have coffee mm. trees. But it, this climate just it doesn't work. Robbie takes coffee snob to like a whole nother level. So, you know, it's it's all good though. We have good coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we're gonna make a video. We're gonna we're gonna make some coffee. We're gonna have mm-hmm. a good time doing it. So go check that out. Um, but yeah, let's let's dig right into this. Um, 
The first thing I wanted to talk about today is the new Samsung flagship Chromebook that we are anticipating. Yeah, so it's uh, called Kohaku is the uh, the board name on it, and uh, interestingly enough, it it is kind of a uh, offshoot of the Chromebook we talked about last week in the podcast called Hatch, and so now we're seeing Hatch begin to uh, hatch. become yeah, it's, it's hatching <laughs> right. Um, in my head, for whatever reason, Hatch was like you know like the hatch like a door kind of thing. Oh. I hadn't thought about it like an egg, but now yeah. I kind of think about it like an egg. Yeah, that you said that. So, it's definitely an egg. Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, we, we found a lot of stuff about, uh, hatch, you know, like dual USB C's, a three by two display, uh, latest ninth gen core processors, all that kind of stuff. Um, clearly flagship level mm-hmm. device. Um, but it makes sense that just like anything else, like these, these baseboards would start, uh, hatching new devices out mm-hmm. of, out of a single baseboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat though, because just, I mean, when we started this three years ago, Chromebooks in general were one to two generations behind on chipsets. And right. Mm-hmm. For anyone who keeps up with Intel or the market, you probably know that the ninth gen core processors aren't officially on the market yet. They're not. They don't even have an actual release date, but they're saying midsummer of this year. So we're seeing development of devices based on chipsets that aren't even available yet. And uh, based on what we found in here is really cool because it has. Uh, with certain devices, we can find little clues that give us an idea of who's making it. Uh, this is clearly attached to Samsung. So, uh, so what, how, how do you know that it's attached to Samsung? Well, when we go through the repositories, Chromium, uh, the Chromium project is open source. So um, most of the people that submit to it have Chromium email addresses, whatever. But there are some partner companies that work on devices and they use their company email addresses. All of the Samsung devices going all the way back to the Series 5 have Samsung emails attached mm-hmm. to them, and mm-hmm. this one is no different. It actually has one of the one of the guys who works on it has worked on every Samsung device that's ever been made. So this is clearly a flagship Samsung device, and which, based on the timeline, we're looking at the chipset being available midsummer. They could probably very plausibly have this device ready for CES, which would be two years from. The release of the Samsung Pro, which would make sense. Yeah, be perfect timing for Samsung and a lot of people clamoring for a new version of the Pro, and this mm-hmm. would be a, a great replacement for that. Yeah, and I think it, it seems like that's what Samsung has done uh, with the new Pluses. So you got kind of multiple variations of the Chromebook Plus that are out now, and you know they're they're decent devices, and uh, they're, I don't want to knock them, but. There's something not quite uh, pro level about them, and right. what's funny is the original two that came out, the Plus and the Pro, were so uh, similar. So mm. one was black and one was silver. Other than that, the outside bits were all the same, if if you recall those two devices. And then the Plus just had a kind of a crappy processor, and it had that rock chip ARM processor, and it struggled pretty bad. But other than that, they were the exact same device, and so it was really it was a strange thing to have the Plus and then have the Pro. That from the outside, from the general user's perspective, right. just look like the same thing. And so I think it seems like if they stick with the you know the hatch baseboard stuff and they stick with a three by two that you know twenty four hundred by sixteen hundred resolution display is the same thing that the original Samsung Chromebook Plus had. It would make sense for it to kind of stay in that same lineage and still feel like uh, you know a more flagship offering. And then when you compare it with the current Plus that's out now, 
it's just very clear that there's a difference. The Absolutely. plus is a little chunkier. It's a, just a full HD screen versus quad. You know, like there will be these upgrades, not just in the processor, but in all of the, the hardware right. and in the way it looks probably. Uh, my guess is we'll see right. something like that Notebook 9 that Samsung's put out yeah. in that kind of realm, I would think. And the original Pro, I mean, it was a hit. We still have our two-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. one laying around the office. <laughs> yeah. It's a great device. Uh, the the omission of a backlit keyboard was kind of a, I feel like an error on their part, but they've kind of remedied that in, in the long run. Uh, they released another one with a backlit keyboard. and But overall, that device, when you look at what was available on the market two and a half years ago, it it was out of the park. Yeah, and I think crazy hopefully cause... they've learned from the few minor things. Uh, there's a lot of people that complain about Linux apps not being available on right. the Pro. That's not Samsung's fault. Oh, we should write an article about that. It's not Samsung's <laughs> fault. It's not Asus's fault. That's yeah. that's Intel that. and developers right. just not doing it, or maybe there's a hang-up, but it's not Samsung's fault, and that will obviously be remedied when with, the new device, new device comes yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, and in general, I mean, Skylake chips, that sixth-generation chip that was in that and the uh-huh. Asus uh, Chromebook Flip, those Skylake chips uh, move forward a lot in... in actually giving us um, some decent thermals and pretty good productivity, Mm -hmm. but they were clearly pushed out the door way too soon because the Mm -hmm. 7th gen KB Lake came along and it was basically just like a refurbished Skylake. They didn't change that much. It's like Mm -hmm. they fixed all the stuff that needed to be fixed and worked on thermals and and bump performance a little bit. And so since then, because that's what's in the Pixelbook, for instance, and then a a new version of that chip is what's in the Slate. You know, these, these chips have learned how to, or they've learned how to make chips that perform well, uh, can be fit into really, really thin devices and keep thermals under control. And so, I mean, it's a those seventh and eighth and now ninth gen processors um, go a long way in making Chromebooks, small Chromebooks and thin Chromebooks, a lot more realistic. Uh, it, it almost felt like Skylake was a little bit of a swing and a miss just for mm-hmm. Intel right. in general. And it just happens that Samsung put it in that in that device, and yeah, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. So. Um... I have to ask the question, because this is a Samsung device, is it going to have a foldable screen? Oh, yeah. That'll be a hinge. <laughs> yes. And a screen will move on one side of the hinge. But then it's going to break. Side. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually won't get released. Yeah, it's going to get delayed. Get delayed. Now, kudos to Samsung for stepping out and doing new stuff well, and trying it, new things. Yeah, Even it's, if they it's completely amazing. fall apart, like... They, they, they made it, you know. And, this is, and, and this is cutting be- edge. Yeah. yeah, before it broke, man, reviewers loved it. Yeah, that, that was absolutely. a really cool thing to see. Well, and we, we talked about this whenever all the review videos started coming out. Um, kudos to, to Dieter over at The Verge, um, his, his review that he put out. Um, but, you know, this thing could be awesome for gaming, for one. Oh, my gosh. But then it opens up the door for this possibility that you could theoretically have <laughs> a phone... On the outside, it's a foldable, you know, screen, and then you fold it open, and you have Chrome OS on the inside, and it's this tablet now that's 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 this really nice, mm. you know, tablet UI, and, and you can, oh man, yeah. Well, so, and Joe and I were we were talking about this the other day, and I've I've thought about it more, and I'm like, oh man, that's that would be really really intriguing. So imagine if you would like a, a 12 inch device, so uh, just a, a standard small Chromebook, um, go with what Lenovo tried to do and never made with their Yoga. The yoga book. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So imagine it was a screen on the bottom and a screen on the top. It was a foldable OLED. So when you open it, the bottom part shows you a keyboard that somehow has some haptics and you can type on it. But then when you're ready to desktop, you fold it all the way flat 
and the entire thing becomes a monitor that you can dock into. Mm-hmm. Like now you've got a, I don't know, you probably end up having like a 20 to 25 inch screen from a 12 inch Chromebook. So the minute you need to get like uber productive and have a huge screen, I mean, think about what the resolution would be on that. I mean, yeah. foldable displays, uh, whether right. anybody thinks they are or not, right. are the future. Like, and, and, and people, engineers trying to figure out what to do with them and how to leverage them and all that kind of stuff. I mean... There's no telling what we'll see, right? And that's and that's why and that's why you know Samsung stepping out and, and doing it and, and trying to make this right. thing is is such a big deal. Um, so yeah, maybe one day we'll see a, a Chromebook or a phone slash Chromebook tablet something. Oh, uh, trust me, I've already thought like how how could you make something small as a phone and fold it multiple times to open it all the way up to, <laughs> to be some sort of thing? Because uh, all in one origami device. That's yes, yeah. it's, I mean, a, it's a phone, it's a tablet, and then it's a laptop because it folds up and it has right. a, a, a or keyboard, screen. and then it's a screen. <laughs> right, Absolutely. it has eight folds. You know, yeah. All right, well, you not... you heard it here first yeah. on the Chromecast. <laughs> this is gonna happen. All right. So. <laughs> hey, that'd be awesome. The next time you know our flight's delayed and we're, we're going to miss a game, you just flip your Chromebook out and it's Boom. a TV. Boom. TV. Done up. An MLB TV. You can mount it on your wall. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds ridiculous. But no, I mean, yeah, it's work. been more than two years. We saw it was LG. They had the yeah. rollable television. It's not oh, like yeah. this is some harebrained concept. It's they're yeah, they're diligently how to make working the, the on the internals this. work sure. with that kind of foldable screen. Yeah. That's where all the yeah. the, the screen technology is 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 coming along. I mean, it's clearly yeah. almost there. I mean, obviously they're having some production issues, but the technology is there. And so, how do you pair that with internals to make it this this experience, this cohesive experience? Right. What, what that, happened that to just the, the FlexPi? FlexPi? I haven't heard That's anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's been We got, we got some saying, hands on at that. Straight yeah. the concept. I haven't heard yeah. anybody saying that those screens are. I will say, like <laughs> I think the Mate the Mate X Pro, the uh, Huawei's foldable. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like yeah. as far as the way it looks is amazing, but now that Samsung has come out and clearly these screens are super uh, prone to breaking and scraping and scratching and all right. that kind of stuff, I can't imagine having a device where the screen is always on the outside. Yeah, because you can't put a screen oh, protector. Oh gosh, it, it would be busted so quick. <laughs> but again, it's it's just cool to see technology moving forward in a in a category where it's gotten stale because. Right now, we get to talk about Chromebooks all the time, and we get to talk about the new thing they're adding, and what, oh, what are they going to do with this, and oh, that'll be great, but eventually, we're going to get to the place where we're more like MacBooks and stuff, where exactly. they've kind of, yeah. MacBooks have kind of hit, I mean, granted, they're hitting a snag with their keyboards and stuff, but in general, like the overall design, they're not adding a bunch of new, like, mind-boggling features, they're just iterating on this thing that they they feel like they've gotten to yeah. as a point, like, hey, it's got all the bells and whistles you want and we're just gonna make it a little bit better next year same thing right. with phones we've talked about this yeah. with phones you know we've phones has, phone. have got got to that point and, and so now they're introducing this new thing this foldable yeah and so uh, it, that makes me excited not just for phones but for, for everything yeah. chromebooks and just engineering and technology and things moving forward because i don't i don't want to see chromebooks get stale and boring you know and I, I love the fact that we dig through repositories and find new little features and mm-hmm. oh they're gonna add this and wow they're gonna try that and maybe they're gonna do attachable with this thing and you know there there's more flexibility for innovation i think in laptops just because the stuff's bigger and the use cases are different but in general just seeing tech move forward and seeing people still wanting to figure out new ways Mm. to do old things like that's that's exciting to me okay so so moving on now we we've 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 conceptualized here a bit about the future perhaps um but let's let's talk about some practical things you all um wrote this week about uh 
an extension menu change that is coming to Chrome OS. And again, this this is what we were just talking about. These iterative changes that can happen not only on the hardware side but on the software side as well mm-hmm. on Chrome OS. So there's just these little changes over time that that hopefully make the experience better. But this one is. Um, you know, maybe could could come across as something small, but it, it could it could make the the experience better for people. Yeah, it's uh it's it is it's a very simple change, but for any of you that use extensions, um, as you get more and more of them, they just start kind of taking over your URL bar at the top, and you can hide them. That's that's not a new thing. And if you didn't know this, uh, change your your Chrome usage habits here real quick. You can grab the edge of the right side of the URL bar and just slide it over. It'll it'll hide them for you. Uh, but then if you have an extension you use all the time that's, I don't know, the fourth or fifth one in line, you've got to slide that thing over, use the extension, slide it back. Um, they're actually implementing a new uh, drop-down menu that will hold all your extensions. So there will just be like a little puzzle piece at the top. You click it, boom, there's all your extensions. To the right of them, you'll be able to click the three-dot menu and uninstall them and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a much cleaner way to deal with extensions because they're clearly not going anywhere. I mean extensions are just part of the browser experience at this point so it's nice to have a way to kind of cleanly keep them up there and especially with screens when we're starting to use tablets and smaller devices i mean that real estate up there is kind of precious and so it, it starts running out real fast and so to be able to kind of put them condensed in a menu is a, a nice little touch. right and I, and I love it personally because i'm constantly testing extensions we get emails from people who have built extensions and just different things and i have a few that run passively and they don't really need to be up there it's just a lot of junk and you can just right click on you can click on the puzzle piece and then right click on whichever extension you don't want to see and click unpin and it's it acts just like your shelf yeah it'll right, unpin it from right. the shelf you don't have to see it but it's still there you can still use it if you need it so i like it yeah it's it's a it's a nice touch to, to yeah. chrome just kind of getting cleaned up again yeah just just making the experience a little better yeah so um moving on we have um a video that we put out this week um pitting the HP Chromebook X2 versus the Google Pixel Slate. Robbie, do you want to do you want to tell folks about this a little bit? Yeah, we'll we'll tease just a little bit out. Um, obviously, we want you to go to YouTube and check the video out. Go to the website. There's an entire write up to go along with that. So there, there's a lot to be said here, and it's one of the the comparison videos that we were asked to make probably more than almost any. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got a lot of requests on Pixelbook versus Pixel Slate for obvious reasons. I mean, it's like, but th- they're they're way more different to me right. than the X2 and the Pixel. Yeah, Slight apples R. to apples devices. This is the most. I mean, they're just yeah, they're just think. they're just so similar. The other one that we've probably gotten as many requests on is, and that we're going to be working here soon will be the uh, the ASUS C434 uh, versus the HP X360. Um, those are almost identically specced out devices and. Two very different takes on the way that they're mm-hmm. built, and so mm-hmm. that'll be a very difficult one too. Because I really like both of those. And another shameless plug: uh, the review for the C434 will be out probably sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening to this, be on the lookout for that too. And it just goes without saying: if you're listening to this podcast, uh, Chrome Unboxed is is uh, just we're kind of multi-platform. We're in a lot of spaces, and so we end up having a lot of people that read the website and don't check out YouTube and people that are on YouTube that never go to the website. And now it's going to be people that listen to the podcast maybe and aren't checking out the other two things. I'd highly recommend that you check out the website obviously, and then go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Cause then that way, when those videos come up, you can uh, get an alert that they're there. But for this particular video, um, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting comparison because these are the only two detachable Chromebooks right now. 
Um, I think that market's going to change. Mm-hmm. So six months from now, this will be a completely different conversation. Absolutely. But right now, it's the only two detachable. So if you want a tablet that you can drop into a keyboard, that's the only options. Uh, but in the end, the the HP is so much cheaper. And even right now, um, there there's a deal going on that we're going to talk about uh, towards the end of this with it that that it's really difficult to compare devices that are so much different in price um, that do a lot of the same stuff. You know, that sure the the slate probably is a little more flagship and a little more premium, but uh, in the end, for general users. The X2 does so much of what the slate does, and right. the accessories come with it. And there's just there's so many upsides to the X2, and, and I, I really enjoyed using it, and I really like the Pixel Slate too. And so it, it was an interesting mm-hmm. comparison, actually, to, to sit and write and to do the video on, because in the end of it, when I when I had to sit and actually think about which one I like better, it, it, it brought out some, some really interesting things. So I, I would encourage you to go... Uh, check it out on those various channels. I don't want to give away everything here. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun video for me to edit. Uh, you know, we we yeah, like you said, it it it, it going through that route, that comparison just just brought up some interesting things that I hadn't thought about that mm-hmm. that you brought up that that were like, oh yeah, huh, I hadn't thought about that. So I think I think it's a good one for you to go check out. Um, so as we kind of start to wrap up here, let's talk about some of the devices we're tracking. Um, I know we didn't we didn't talk about Hatch in the in the main segment today, but that's still a device that's out there mm-hmm. yeah, that, that we're yeah. still tracking. Yeah, we haven't seen anything new pop up. Obviously, Gabe's discovery of Kohaku and this new Samsung flagship device comes from looking for stuff about Hatch. Right. You know? But we're we're getting to the point with Hatch because Intel chips are the way they are. We're probably not going to see that much more. We're, no, we're not going to find too I much think, more. And I could be wrong, but I think Hatch will be end up being a unibuild, and uh, what that is is. Uh, 99% of all Chromebooks are built off of a baseboard and then they have their own code name for the overlay. That baseboard has now been renamed, rebranded a Unibuild. For example, the Acer Spin 13, the Lenovo Yoga, all of those flagship devices that are out right now are on the Unibuild that's called NAMI. Yeah, right. Uh, and you I've, see a lot of similarities yeah. in those. Like yeah. you can look at them and go, oh, yeah, same processor. And oh, yeah, same port selection. Right. Oh, yeah, similar screens. And yep. oh, yeah, you kind of can see it, even though they, they kind of parade themselves as different. Yeah. So as different long as devices. they're kind of in the same vein, now if we see a ninth gen detachable, it'll probably have its own baseboard. But all of the devices, I, I would think all the devices that come out with the ninth gen chip next year will be built off of Hatch. So. Right. And, and we may not even see it. Like Hatch may never be become an actual device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had that happen uh, from time to time, right? We're like, hey, this device is coming, and it never actually shows up. Yeah. So, so when when you hear us talking about these code names, or the if you hear us talking about Hatch, or in the past, you know what 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 have been some of those those bit, Nami and uh, Glados and yeah, Caroline. So, there's so, so many. Yeah, so, so so many. Some of them might be baseboards, like 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 Gabe's talking about. Some of them might actually come into fruition as actual devices. Um, but that all comes from digging through the repositories and seeing what people are working on, like we talked about with that Kohaku. So we also have a rock chip um, processor that's coming. Yeah, and I don't know. We don't know for sure this is coming to Chrome OS. It just makes sense that it would. The right. two previous generations were in Chromebooks. So like the little bitty Asus Flip, uh, the, the little 10-inch one that was the first Chromebook convertible. Uh, it had the 3288 88. and then the so 30 the chrome bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the little chrome bit. Yeah. And then the uh, 3399 rock chip was what was in the, the Samsung Chromebook plus that we mentioned earlier 
all these 10-inch tablets that are for education. So the Acer Chromebook Tab 10, Asus's tablet, and CTL CTL has a tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the same uh, kind of baseboard there, Scarlet. And that those are based on the 3399. There was something else. Oh, the, the new version of the Asus, uh, the little flip, had the 3399 mm-hmm. in it as well. So Rockchip has been in lots of, of Chrome OS devices. The 3399 was branded as an OP1. It's funny, I just got an email from somebody yesterday that said, hey, is the OP1 project dead? Like, is, Was that Jim? Uh, yeah. I got it too, yeah. Uh, was it Jim Dan? <laughs> yeah, it was Jim okay. Dan. Hey, Jim Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and you know, is it dead? I've been kind of following it. And honestly, I hadn't given much thought to the OP1 project. And you know, it's Google. They do stuff like this. They're like, hey, this is our thing. We're going to yeah. do it. And crickets, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not odd. I, and part of me was like, yeah, maybe they just... It's done, but I could absolutely see this new chip. So it's the RK3588, uh, this new chip becoming the OP2 processor, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, the idea here is that Rockchip makes cheaper uh, SOCs, so that's a system on a chip. And because of that, it's it's a good fit for low-powered Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're not as powerful as Snapdragons and all that kind of stuff, but they can get the job done. And this one looks like it'll and, probably... And, and more affordable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way, way more affordable. <laughs> and it'll be on, on par with another chip that we're looking for. There's a Chromebook that we've been tracking. Kukui, I think we talked about it Kukui, last week. Kukui, and, uh, and Flapjack that are both yeah. based on the new MediaTek processor. They're, it's an octa-core as well. They look similar. I think it's actually the same thing. So for those of you who nerd out about processor stuff, we're talking four cores of an A55. ARM Cortex, four cores of a A76. Okay, uh, that's actually, those are actually newer Cortexes than the MediaTek. Okay, so this MediaTek would be... MediaTek was the last generation of, so 73, I think. Okay. So, yeah, that... that so, that, you know, and the big the big news for me is that this is going to be built on an 8 nanometer process. And again, without getting overly nerdy here, um, nanometer processes and chipsets basically dictate how close, uh, if you think about your brain and your synapses, so we're... we're Things fire back and forth, uh, commands move back and forth across the silicone. Um, the the eight nanometer process just brings all those things closer together, which means it takes less uh, work for the processor to actually have commands go back and forth, which means better battery consumption. It means better performance. And so, uh, the latest Snapdragons, for instance, are all seven nanometers. So mm-hmm. Apple, Samsung, and Qualcomm are all working on a seven nanometer process. But to Rockchip's credit. Intel has still not even gotten to what ten. Ten. Uh-huh. They don't have a ten yet. Nope. So it may never. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're that's that's a whole other thing. Um, so yeah, eight <laughs> nanometer. For another yeah. N- another podcast. Eight nanometer. Some of the cool things too here. Uh, Mali GPU. Eight um, K support. Sixty frames. Eight K support. So that tells me it's it's got some grunt to it. Uh, it's got an MPU, which is a neural processing unit, allows it to do AI type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, saying twenty thirty percent decrease in power consumption, but uh, or, I'm sorry, twenty thirty percent increase in performance with a forty percent reduction of power consumption. So that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you could see these chips being aimed square at the education market because you're 100%. talking about oh, yeah. a tablet, a next generation tablet that gets oh, yeah. fourteen hour battery life. I mean, yeah. this is so great. these so we're, we're we know we're going to see a line of Snapdragon Chromebooks probably that'll be in the four to six hundred dollar kind of bracket. I could see RK, what is this thing again? 3588. 3588 or OP2 chip tablets and detachables coming for education and those kind of markets and showing up at the three or $400 range instead. So that's uh, it could be a very, very important thing. But they're saying Q1 of 2020. So we won't see these 
at, at, at least until CES of next year. So, right. Yeah, and the way they're scrambling to get these MediaTek ones running, I'm guessing they know that this is coming, too. Sure. I, I would, right. It's plausible we'll see a, one of those new OctaCore media MediaTek's by the end of the year. I oh, mean, 100%. They're, they're yeah. pushing them hard. Yeah, they've moved along pretty quick. Yeah, so stay tuned on, <clears throat> on ChromeUnbox.com uh, as we continue to, to cover these uh, that chip and the and the MediaTek. So um, I know in our last podcast we said we weren't going to talk about deals on the podcast because they change so frequently, and you know we might talk about a deal today and then it's not there. But we have a deal that's out there, and we just checked it <laughs> before we started recording. This is an insane deal on a brand new, correct? Mm-hmm. This isn't a refurb. This is a yeah. brand new HP Chromebook X2. And again, we just talked about this X2 in the comparison that we did with it versus the slate, definitely encourage you to go watch that because after you watch that video, you might want to go buy one of these yeah, things. That's so, very true. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give you a little spoiler, like in the end, and again, all this stuff's subjective in the end of that, that, uh, versus video. I mean, my, my suggestion to most people would be to go pick up the X2 if you're looking for a tablet right. or detachable. I mean, that I don't want to necessarily hide that or anything. And so, if you're listening to this and you'd be like, man, I've been thinking about that X2. Like, you need to go buy it right now. Yeah. Um, $400. And, yeah, $399, yeah. brand new from Best Buy. Um, and so. That's, it, that's $200 off, correct? Yeah, it's normally. Off. Which is whew. the crazy thing is that's that if you take the closest comparable slate, you may have mentioned this in the video, add the pen right. and the keyboard. Three times the money. Yeah. Around yeah, so three it times eleven hundred dollars. Yeah. And on the flip side store. of that, the rock chip tablets we were talking about, the Acer and the Asus, cost three hundred and twenty nine dollars. Yeah. So for seventy nine dollars more, you can get an Intel Core with yeah. a really nice display, include the keyboard, which and is a good pen. keyboard. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good keyboard. It is. And, and the pen. pen. Yeah. It's it's an it's a no brainer. Unless you just have money to throw in the trash and you want the slate. Yeah, the X2 yeah. is the way to go. It or, really is. Yeah, maybe, maybe the de- the design aesthetic of the slate, or there's something about that keyboard that you really want on the slate. There, you know, I could see someone that that really was excited about the slate and maybe has been holding off. Maybe they still go get the slate. But for those of you that are maybe on the fence, or or you know, price is a, a consideration for you. This is just a a, a no brainer. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I know we said we didn't want to talk about deals in the podcast, but this one is just a killer deal. Um, so you can, you can, you can learn more about that by going to chromeunbox.com. I don't know where it is in the fold now, but you can just search X2 and, and find that deal. For the rest of this week. It, well, I don't, yeah, it'll be on deals. Yeah. Forward slash deals. Deals is in the menu at the top. There we go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the review will be on the first or second page probably for the exactly. rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, again, go over to Chrome Unbox and check that out. All right, guys, before you all head out, I wanted to just give a quick plug to our social media. So Robbie talked about this just a moment ago about how we are kind of multi-platform now. We're posting you know, news and editorial content on the website. We're posting videos and reviews and unboxings on YouTube. And now we have the podcast. So if you kind of want a you know consolidated um, uh, feed of those things, you can follow us on social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Chrome Unbox. So guys, until next time, we'll see you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcasts along with 
all the info that we've covered in this episode. Additionally, you can find us online on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook by searching at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.